wonder when Miley Cyrus is going to be doing a tour. I That's bet a she'll great be, song. She'll, she'll do some bang-up business, too, I would imagine. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve. My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine has the day off today. She's chosen to spend it in Newark. Because <laughs> it's a free country, damn it. That's why. Elizabeth Reese is here. Thanks for having me. I love hanging out with you guys. Uh, Twin Cities Live today is going to be live in Medina. Medina. At the Medina Entertainment, Entertainment Center. Center. Wow. Yeah, we've got a big show planned oh, for very fun. the afternoon. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be really fun. We like these road shows. They're always wild, and I feel like I lose some of my hearing. That's very fun. <laughs> now, um, just as a part of my healing. Yes. Um, like you guys are going to Ireland. I'm Irish and now you guys are going to Ireland as yes. Twin Cities live trip. That's cool. I go um, next month. Uh, we pitched um, a couple different times that you and I would go on the same cruise and make it a really big thing. I know we really wanted to do that. And, um, and they said no. Right. And now I left and that is happening. Uh, also, Hawaii. Ben Lieber and I go to Hawaii. Great. Good for you guys. Next February. <laughs> and uh, now, we used to have to do a split show for Twin Cities Live in your town. One of us would go to the location. The other person would stay back. I know. Um, and now the two of you, I guess, do it together? Yes. Okay. Has anything else changed that you just want to say? Because then we have yeah. the KHs in the studio. Kelly Hansen and Kristen Hobrick. They stay in the studio. Okay. Um, I mean, the pay's gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to me? I mean... It probably got better because I left. It's got that's gotten a lot better. So that's demands. that's a positive thing about it. Um, you know, I work less, make more. <laughs> no, no, we miss you. We love you. <laughs> I adore you. You know that. Um, Mike, are you we, hearing that? And I'm you co-hosted last week with me for the first time since you abandoned me. Yep. And ratings it was, bonanza. It was really nice to have you back. We had a really good time. I really do feel lucky. Like I think about. These like these co-hosts that I've gotten to have, and it's just the best. Some people have to work with people who are the worst, and you don't have a real friendship with. I mean, yeah, that's tough. It's really nice to have. That is kind of tough. Like at my funeral, you are going to be sobbing. <laughs> you are going to be in the room. I can't even imagine. Well, I'll be haunting you, but when <laughs> when. You make your entrance. Yes, which will be dramatic, and I will be the, the last person in the room. That's my hope. Cathedral in which I am laid to rest. <laughs> you will be. It, I can't. You'll wear a black veil over your full face. Why would I hide it? And then you will lift it, and you will have some sort of spotlight come down upon you oh as the my. lifting is happening, and you will be a snotty mess. <laughs> So that's what the veil will reveal. Mm -hmm. It's just I'm splotchy red because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again. I'm Irish, and that's mm -hmm. just how we process emotion. Yeah. Um, and then your just, hands will be even shakier than normal. <laughs> Sorry. What? What? Why? What are you trying to do? I'm just painting a picture of what my funeral's going to be like. I inherited <laughs> my shaky hands from my father, whose hands have always shaken. Hi, Kevin. I know. I cannot get them steady. Yeah. Ever. Ever. I know. Ever. I know. I think it's part of your charm. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'll be going to, and by the way, you guys, thank you. I know that you all are just all so loving and caring. Anytime we bring up something about like a physical ailment, people start then sending oh, emails. That's nice. Don't yeah. worry. I, I don't need to get checked out. I know what you're all thinking I might have, but there will be times like. You have other things that need to be checked <laughs> yeah, out for sure. sure. <laughs> for sure. I could be like in a situation where I'm like going to stir something. And if it's the wrong time of night and I'm tired because of see the morning clang and bang session, et cetera. Yeah. My arm can be in a position where I'm like going to stir and my hand is like 
shaking like I'm showing you right now. Oh, geez, buddy. Yeah. But I'm fine. I power through and it's part of my story. Yeah. Yeah. It is part of your story. Like, what have you overcome? Anyway, that funeral is going to be epic. Oh, yeah. Again, if you're just tuning in, that's Elizabeth (laughs) already hyping her funeral. (laughs) That's a real Lutheran thing to do. That's a real like German Lutheran thing to do to think about it. Um, Listen, I know a guy who's who built his own casket. My dad always said when I retire, first thing I'm going to do, build my own casket. I can, it's that's a very is I can he send him pictures. Uh, no, he is not. But he his name is Pilgrim George, and he's walked the world. And my dad is helping him make his casket. He's very at peace with death. I would like the cheapest casket. Actually, I don't want a casket. I would like to be cremated. In case you were wondering, stick around. Crescent Tide Cremation has a spot coming up right after Rock O'Clock. Well, I will participate. Okay, because I'm not interested in being in the ground decomposing. I, I was planning. On talking about my trip to the Masters. Oh, this I'm week. so excited and yet here for you! We are you. talking about your funeral. <laughs> no, I don't know how this happened. I want to know about this trip because this is going to sound. This is like one of those things that at your funeral, when they have the poster board of pictures, I'm confident that a picture from this trip is going to make the cut. You have me getting buried at a VFW. Don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: my brother uh, Josh surprised us at Christmas, and he there was an envelope that came over to us at dinner. And we were like, what is it? I thought it was the check. Yeah. And I was like, I get it, guys. I had a good year. But seriously, <laughs> let's chop this up. And then I open it, and it is this beautifully printed card that says, you have been cordially invited oh, to cordially. a brother's trip at the Masters. Oh, and gosh. so in order to get any kind of tickets to the Masters, you have to enter a lottery. And he's entered this lottery for 15 or 20 years in a row. And then they email you and say, hey, you got in or you didn't. And you just get in whenever they tell you you're in, that's when you're in. So you can uh, say you want practice round tickets. You can say you want tournament round tickets or any tickets. He said practice round or, or tournament. I'll take whatever you can do. If you get into the tournament, you get two tickets. If you get into the practice round, you get four tickets. We ended up getting into uh, a practice round on Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday. And I was telling you that I've read things where people say, the practice round is the best time to be there in terms of just the laid back feel of mm-hmm. taking in Augusta National and this historic golf course and so many things have happened there and not having to battle crowds as much. So you're not 15 people deep on the side of the fairway watching as the little white ball buzzes by, but you can sort of get in a little bit closer to golfers as they're doing practice rounds with each other and all that kind of stuff. So we're going. Uh, we'll fly out on uh, Sunday. We're going to do a night at Top Golf. Monday, we're going to golf at some uh, course in Augusta. And then on Tuesday, we will go to Augusta. But Mike found this menu that they have because Augusta National uh, is very difficult to get into. Um, but they have very famously cheap food items. Really? So I'm going to read you the menu and you can maybe give me some guidance on what to do. And I'll tell you the price of each of these as well. Is it like a golf club, like a country club, like people are members there? Yes. Is that how that's yes. how it works? Yes, it is a it, like one of the most elite I wonder what country the, clubs you could ever like, go what's to. What's the downstroke to get into that country club? It's got to cost you what? 500,000? I would Yeah, I'd say Do you it's, think? It's like yeah, I was thinking 250 or so. I'll find it here. Oh okay. yeah, to get in. Uh but they have all sorts of like they have a very famous pimento and cheese sandwich. That sounds wonderful. A pimento and, cheese sandwich. Pimento That is a sort of cheese. Yeah, it's like a, yes. Well, because what they do is they like make it. You make pimento cheese. I am being nice. You take those pimentos, you chop them up, and then you mix them into like a cheese mixture. So you put it right into it. But a pimento isn't a cheese. So that wasn't as bad as me saying like a cheddar and cheese sandwich. 
No, but it's like it's essentially they they like turn it into a cheese. Okay. It's like sort of like vegetable cream cheese. It's vegetables in the cream cheese. I don't know if I'm. But you get wouldn't it. necessarily say vegetables and cream cheese. You would say it's vegetable cream cheese because the vegetables have been blended blended into in, it. to the cream cheese. Pimento cheese, sort of the same thing. How much do you think they charge for this pimento cheese sandwich? Well, I would say, I mean, I, you're saying cheap. Like, I would, my initial thought would be like that would be like 18 bucks because I feel like everything is 18 bucks. That was the guess we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. That cost a buck 50. No way. You want their egg salad? That's a buck 50. You want their barbecue? Big spender. That's three bucks. You want a Masters Club sandwich made at Augusta? Three bucks. Classic chicken. Three bucks. So too the ham and cheese on rye. The turkey and cheese on wheat. Or have we gone back in time? They have held their prices. I think there's been a little bit of movement, but like the pimento cheese sandwich has been a buck fifty forever. That's because they're making five hundred G's every time somebody joins that country club. I think that could be it. Plus, once you buy that Augusta National Polo that you're all excited about, that's probably like hundred and forty bucks. You're gonna you're gonna get a little couple wardrobe things, aren't I'll you? Get bad? a couple wardrobe. Yeah, things. you got to get a couple things. Uh, That's going to be so fun. You want a coffee at Augusta? I do. Buck fifty, nice oh, and easy. Oh my god! Breakfast sandwich they got those. It's three dollars. Holy moly! Chicken biscuit a buck fifty. Blueberry muffin a buck fifty. Fresh what? mixed fruit, two dollars. And frankly, that feels a little overpriced. So you to just said that if you go to a baseball game, you said this earlier in the show. I don't know if you remember, but we were both here. Um, that on average, a person spends fifty one dollars when they person. go into a major league baseball game per yeah. person. Yeah. Now you're going to buy some, some. Items like souvenir things. Yeah. Some merch. If yes, you will. merch. But when it comes to feeding and drinking yourself into an oblivion, <laughs> yeah, I think you can probably get out of there for 25. Well, how about this? You got uh, soft drinks, water, iced tea. That's all two bucks. Beer is usually where they'll get you and they'll get you desperate. Only $5 for Whoa. a beer. That's domestic. That's import. That's craft. Uh, chips are a buck fifty. Peanuts a buck fifty. You get three beers and a bunch of snacks, and you're you're looking at twenty five bucks. That's it. Unreal. You want to you want to end the day with a Georgia peach ice cream sandwich? I do. Two dollars. And for isn't your Josh dessert. paying for most of this anyway? You're really coming out ahead on this. Uh, my brother Josh paid for uh, the hotel, paid for the flight. No, he did not. Paid for Top Golf. Um. I wonder if he paid for golf on Monday. I hope he didn't cheap out. Off <laughs> the check. But yeah, we're being very well taken care of. So we're uh, we're feeling pretty great about this. So yeah, I'll buy him a pimento cheese sandwich, Miguel. And according to Golf Digest, we were a little off. Actually, Augusta National, only $40,000 to join, initiation fee, followed by a $5,000 annual membership, and you still have to pay $525 for a round of golf. Every time you uh, play, yeah. that's really, what? that's interesting that it's that low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's, Fascinating and that it's you so exclusive that you pay that for every play because if you like we belong to a golf club oh, wow. you know here yeah. we go you don't pay to golf then you just you just pay every oh. month and then you're a golf member and then like you can get in as many rounds as you could get in wow and that's five twenty five a person yeah so if you're the member that and you're taking guests lot. and you're paying for them that's two thousand for a round of golf we got to go we're out of time when okay. we come back we got a couple studies maybe a little more masters talk uh, it's done. Where I'm going, Augusta. I know. Flying into the ATL. We just took the worst photo of us together that has ever been taken. I left the gym. You ever have this happen? I, I'm sure I'm not alone here. Oh my gosh, Where you look in the mirror and you're so like, bad. "All right, things are going pretty well." We just look like idiots, both of us. 
I well, I didn't like how I was looking, so I intentionally threw my face. I tried to smile, but I closed my eyes when I was smiling. I think. Yeah, it's a hard squint. But you know, like you leave, you look in the mirror, and you're like, "This is pretty good." All right. It's and done. then later, you see yourself, and you're like, "I'm gonna post this I picture." I don't feel great. Okay. Are you okay with that? Oh yeah, of course. I'm gonna post it. Yeah. Now I, my head does look too big for my body, which you know I'm always trying to achieve and not great. And so <laughs> you're trying to achieve. You want that look <laughs> yeah, or no? Yeah, I always think like that'd be a great look. <laughs> the bigger head. Yeah. Like her head is too big for her body. That's yeah. never happened to me. Huh. Um, I've been told I have a big head. It's just so you have so much hair. Yeah, I think what I saw a guy the other day who had like a buzz cut and light facial hair, just like maybe five, six days growth. And he looked super hot, right? He was just crushing it. And in my head, that's what I want to look like because I want to cut my hair. You always told me that the day that you quit TV... You're shaving this head of yours. But you I told need, me that for seven years. But I need there to be no TV stuff at all. And once there's no yeah. TV stuff, buzzing. Buzzing. You're Why can't I buzz? You're addicted to the screen. You'll never do it. <laughs> you love you 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 need the applause. <laughs> You'll never do it. Like Lady Gaga, that's my song that will play at my funeral. Yeah. I live for the applause. Yes. The applause. The applause. Oh, I love all this funeral planning. Yeah, this Donna's is filling out a uh, death binder. She's she, she's doing like Swedish death cleaning, and then what does that mean? What's the uh, the binder? Here's what to do when I die, or something like that. Oh, she's she's putting it all out there, and then in a safe somewhere, so someone can find it. Correct. Oh, that's super and smart. Here's this account. Here's that account. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hope nobody finds it while she's still living, because they'll have access to well, everything. Well, but then she said, I'm not going to put my passwords in there. They're going to be in a different place. Oh, that's smart. I don't know. You got to be prepared for your death. Because it's going to come. We're all heading there. One way or another. Not a single one of us will escape. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this, all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Amen. Death is undefeated. Father time, they say. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. I'm still listening to that Tom Brady book. The It's better to be feared. Mike, you would probably like that book. Um, I'm listening to it on Audible. Who wrote it? Seth Wickersham, who is a ESPN journalist. Is it like, is he, um, it, did Tom Brady approve of this? Or is it unauthorized? Yeah. No, no, it's it's authorized in that he sat down with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick just 
years and years and years while they were together in the Patriots. Yeah. And there was a clause in this contract when the book deal was there, which was essentially the book can be released, but something has to happen first, which is Belichick needs to retire. Mm. Brady needs to retire. or Somebody needs to leave the Patriots. Oh, that's cool. So then Brady left and then he could publish the book. But he he talked to them the whole time. So you really do get an inside look as to just how these guys prepared, what was going on when they won a Super Bowl. He told a story this morning that's in one of these chapters, and it's a 19-hour listen on Audible, if listened to at 1.0. Whoa! Pappy's listening to it at 1.7. Oh, my things God. 1.7? That is inappropriate. <laughs> that's I'm too doing fast. It. I'm doing it. You're not even getting the story. I this am. Is, this is deeply offensive. I don't like going that high. I prefer a 1.5, but then I saw that 1. there were... 1.5? If Well, the last time I listened to a book, it was Will Smith pre-slap, and he was just waxing poetic of like, I mean, in West Philadelphia. Born, born and I'm like, come on, let's go. So I sped him up, and it was pretty normal. To 1.5? Yeah. And then I got through that long book, and it was very, very well written, very engaging. Uh, this book, though... I got at 1.7. I mean, it's like Tom Brady, and then he met Bill Belichick, and it was time for them to go to the Super Bowl. And by the time they got to the Super Bowl, here's what you figure out, Elizabeth, yeah. is that you can process information at a faster speed by listening to it. In the same way, we can all read faster than we think, but we sub-vocalize, and we say the word in our head, I know. and sometimes with our mouth as we're reading in our head, mm-hmm. and it slows us down. But if you release yourself, enter the matrix, you could you could read faster. I remember when you were into speed reading was like that thing that you were trying to master. Didn't you have an speed app? Or I did have an app. Remember, this is every day. Hey, Libby. I was really into hey, it. Hey, Libby. Oh, gosh. Let me tell you about my new thing. Let's see if that website's there. You want to know? Hey, Libby, this is what I'm going to do every day. My plan was to be <laughs> so good at reading by now that you guys would be floored. I'd read through scripts. I'd read through multiple books a week. Spreeder.com, S-P-R-E-E-D-E-R. Now it looks like there's a pay situation there, but you can do a seven-day free trial. I had an app yep. that then had like Aesop's Fables and all sorts of like classic literature that was just, uh, what do they call that, public domain. Mm-hmm. And then I could choose how fast I wanted it to read. So you do a test and I would say, okay, I read 225 words a minute. And then you would set it a little bit higher each day. 300, then go to 400, mm-hmm. 500, and they're trying to, and they did some other tests with you too, so that you started to learn not to sub-vocalize, and one thing they would have you do is like moving your tongue or even counting while you read, so don't don't be reading in your mouth what you're reading, but if I was reading the first page of Huckleberry Finn, you can move your tongue up and down, or like count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, quietly, but it helps you to disassociate trying to say in your head the word that you're reading. Yeah. And then it will either highlight one word at a time, mm-hmm. one line at a time, mm-hmm. chunks at a time to the point where you could ramp this son of a bee, yaya chump, <laughs> where it would do a whole paragraph. It would flash highlight, boom, next paragraph, next paragraph. And that's how these psychos out there are reading just thousands of words a minute. They've entered the matrix. Libby, you have been living on planet Earth shackled by traditional (laughs) understanding of how we process information. It's fascinating how you have listened to this Tom Brady book at 1.7. You're trying to speed read. And yet the way in which you described that speed reading was so slow. (laughs) 
<laughs> just went on forever. I tuned out. As soon as you started talking about the tongue movements, I was like, I'm freaking out, what? man. I'm out. Come on. That was supposed to be captivating. Go. That's almost seductive. What's he talking about his tongue for? What do we do with it while we read? Oh, it went on forever. Thank God we're taking a break. I gotta anyway, go him. he told a story about a long snapper this morning, and it was captivating. <laughs> Who knew? All right, whatever. We're taking a break. Slow jam. Is next. We started our initial descent, to be honest. Oh my goodness. On this show, uh, it's the Donna Steve experience on my talk 1071. Elizabeth Reese is in for Donna Valentine today. We Hi, have friends. got uh, Miguel, Michael, the big Zamboni. He has pushed buttons, but oh my gosh, I just looked at the clock. Oh at my the gosh. Tone, the time oh will my be gosh. rock o'clock. Hello. Mr. Bonello joins the class now. Hi, yes. Hello, Elizabeth. I'm so glad you're here because uh, Friday is slow jam day. Yes. And that's usually when we take, you know, something dumb, these two said or three oh, said these two. during the week. Um, but I was like, you know what? For Elizabeth Reese, we got, I'm going to dig back to last Monday, Monday the, I don't know, whatever it was. The, the 19th 20th. or something, 20th, sure. I think. Um, she was in for a uh, struggling laryngitis-ridden Donna Valentine. Yeah, when Donna was like, Houston! Houston! Yeah. Do we still have that somewhere? No. Oh my gosh, so, so good. Um, anyways, I did find some fun stuff from that uh, show, and I slowed it down to half speed. Here's I- a fun fact before you push the yes. button, Rocco. The first time that Elizabeth ever heard Slow Jam, way back <laughs> when it was Drunk Donna and Stoner Steve, yeah. she listened and she was like, was there something wrong with your show today? I texted you. Yeah, and I was like, like everything sounds happening. off. Yeah, that was the beginning <laughs> yes. of what is now known as Slow Jam. Well, here it is. Elizabeth played a part, and I think you right. all should hear it. I'm going to slow things down. That's right. We're going to slow things down. For the lovers out there, this is the Donna and Steve Slow Jam. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm halfway to 78. Oh, my gosh. How fun is it going to be when you turn 40? (laughs) Lou and I will both turn 40 um, on our next birthdays. And I looked at her and I said, my bride, make eye contact with me. I want to speak to your soul. She said, Happy. What What will you say to me? None of this happened, guys. Just FYI. There's no way that any of those words came out of Lucy's mouth. No, but I said, Hey, this is the last time we'll both celebrate birthdays in our 30s. We'll be in our 40s next year. (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? That's a good perspective thing to say. Oh my God. That's offensive. Wow. Guys, so what you get out of me as a spouse is someone who contextualizes life. I mean, are you high when you're saying this stuff? Like, you're just like, look at him, man, Lou. 
Look at my hand. My hand is right in front of my babe. This is my hand. It's attached to my body. I thought that seemed like a really interesting thing to say. My no, it wasn't at all. Oh, yeah. That was the <laughs> Donna and Steve slow jam. Oh, my gosh. That's I, funny. I still think that that's an interesting observation <laughs> conversationally. This is going to be the last birthday that we celebrate in our 30s. Yeah. This is that's good. That's a funny bit. That made me cry laugh. I had tears coming out of my eyes. It feels so good to laugh so hard on a gray, gray day. Yeah. It's a little struggling out there right mm-hmm. now. Um I thought you were um going to pull up Rocco. Yeah. The we went through uh was it last week? What we went through and we're talking about how chickens lay eggs. Oh, right. And I don't even remember. Was that last week's slow jam? It was last week's slow jam. Then we talked a little bit about it afterwards, about the cloaca. Yeah. So we were talking about, you familiar with chickens? Yeah, I am. If if chickens, if there weren't people. Right. And if if it was just chickens. And I think we kind of got the answer to it if we believe it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Again. No, but think about this. Yeah. If there were no people and there were only chickens. Yeah, I like this. This is a this is like a movie plot. Would you come back to Earth in a year mm-hmm. and it's just littered with eggs? Yeah. But then because then we're the ones who take them away, but apparently see, I think the answer is yes, because I think the chicken, only if they continue to sit, once they stand up and walk around, do they have a nest? Yeah. They have their own nest, and then they they sit on the eggs as long as they need to. But so then somebody said, well, maybe the world wouldn't be overridden. Like, I was thinking landfills of eggs a decade from now. Just eggs everywhere. Look what happens in Hawaii, in Oahu. Isn't Oahu the island where they have all the chickens? They've got, like, the uh, wild chickens. Not Oahu. It's, um, I went to this place. Oh, come on. It's where they filmed Jurassic Park. It's called. I don't know. That other place. So that's, you just have tons of chickens. Because then the mama chick the mama chicken sits on the eggs and then they hatch. And then guess what? There's like 10 of them and there's tons of them. And then there's just more chickens. Most people who have backyard chickens don't have a rooster, so they don't have fertilized eggs. You know, you can't have baby chicks unless you have a rooster. It's shocking how many people struggle with this. Well, I am one of those people. And we talked about this last week, um, but the egg, so the rooster yeah. has to get to the egg has to get to the hen. Has to get to the hen. Has to get to the hen. Yeah. Before the rooster the- doesn't mate with the egg, mates with the hen. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. All right. So if you, if what you said is true, that goes against the laws of nature. He has to then go find the hen. I don't like bef- the hand gesture. You trying to visualize? I just okay. want you to understand what I mean. All right. All right. He has to find her before she's plopped out her egg. Well, it's a different deal with chickens. Like if they mate. Then she is, if they're mating, then she is, she's laying fertilized eggs if she has been mated with in a certain time period. Now, I'm not sure on the exact time period, but it doesn't, it's not just So you could accidentally eat a baby chicken. You can eat fertilized eggs. Some people say that there's like health benefits to doing that, but you can totally eat fertilized eggs. But most people, I mean, then you eat them quickly. Or they go in the fridge, and then it's not like a 
the egg, if it's not sitting under the mom, it's not staying warm, and then it's not a baby chick developing. But yeah, listen, you go, you join some backyard chicken Facebook groups like I, I am in on to. some, and the photos that people post of some of the eggs that they've cracked into. I just looked at one the other day. This lady, three fully green yolks. Is that bad? It was fully green. Now I I, for, I didn't read deep into it to see because then people comment on this. Like I've had backyard chickens over a over a decade. Okay, okay. I've never seen a green. Yolk. Rocco eats hipster things. Rocco, have you had um, a green yoked egg from a person's backyard? No, I would not. I would stop. Have you ever had like roll at that point? <laughs> you know, there's some weird stuff that can happen. Have you Have you ever had one of the the super bright orange eggs that come from a backyard kind of a chicken? Yeah, like yeah, the I've orange some, yolk. I've got some yeah. backyard yeah. chicken friends. Yeah, that's the way to do it. There. What do you think of your chicken friends? Your backyard chicken friends, Rocco. <laughs> Elizabeth won't like be it. offended. Speak freely. It seems like a lot of work to have some things. It's like home brewers, you know. It's like, yeah, that's a. F- I'm really glad you made your own beer, and it took you six months to do it, and it sat in a basement, <laughs> bubbling and everything. But you could just go to the liquor store. Yeah, you could. I know, but then it wouldn't be made by you. Then you wouldn't know that you could survive an apocalypse. Do you find that egg? Excuse me, Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. Rocket. Do you find that your backyard egg people friends that they're kind of egg snobs, aren't they? If they see your eggs, they're probably food <laughs> snobs in general. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, they just want food that comes from the ground and from the earth, not from a factory. Rocco, did you learn anything about? Were you researching over there about this I egg was situation? Not actually, I oh, was. No, I, I I was kind of so the the. The cloaca on cloaca sex action happens. It takes a few seconds. And they both have cloacas, men and women. But then how does does the rooster stuff get into the egg? It's a great question because I watched a video last week of this rooster running the joint. It was like an episode of The Feathered Bachelor. Well, I know because there's only one rooster and there's a lot of hens. You can't have multiple roosters. They'll kill each other. Oh. Haven't you ever heard of? Oh, yeah. Uh, block fighting. Yes. Yes, I have. Block fighting. Yes. Rhymes with block. But <laughs> yes. it's the C word instead. I'm not going to say it on the radio. I'm not going to have you guys isolate that audio. Okay? okay. I don't need that out in the world. Well, I saw a video <laughs> of a block going after these hens. And truly, you saw it happen. It happened so fast. It was crazy. She was never into it. And For then sure. I just thought, how does God? Why does this keep coming up? Why do I find myself knee deep in a segment in deep curiosity and ignorance about chickens' reproductive systems? <laughs> That's just what I can't figure out. But my question is: Do they have? Do chickens have a wiener? Um, uh, does a male chicken <laughs> yeah. have a wiener? Yeah. Where? I don't know, but it. I don't think they do. That, how are they mating then? Like, how is the how is <laughs> the transfer of the material happening if it's it not up. through that? So I then think it's, it involves the cloaca. So then what's happening is that the um, the rooster is fertilizing. Then when the eggs are forming, because if you ever opened up a chicken, you would see lots of eggs. Have you ever seen this? There's eggs in all sorts of different stages of formation inside the body of a hen, okay, Okay. at any given time. And then a hen will lay an egg um, every couple days. And so if if she is mated with, 
then the eggs that are within her become fertilized. And then as she's laying them, they are, you know, they can turn into babies. What are you looking up? Chicken porn over there? You're sicko. You're a sicko. You're sick. You need help. No, but I was looking, well, I just, I tried to use the quickest term to try to explain this to me. They do have images of the male rooster. I guess that's redundant. Redundant. The rooster on top of the hen. Right. But the hen's receptor. Right. Is on her back. Yeah. But her vent Mm-hmm. Where the where the eggs come out of yep. is underneath. Right. Interesting. And he his thing, there is a thing, but it does not It's not impressive. I don't think so. Okay. Um Yeah. And so that was something. And then somebody deep fried chicken in a very offensive way, and now I have to get off of this search. Listen, animal mating <laughs> rituals are fascinating. Crazy. And in the vast majority of species, it does not seem as if the female animal is ever enjoying this process <laughs> i <laughs> it's just I fascinating i, I know i saw a rhino species in which the the female is is her enjoyment is even considered <laughs> or expected very few humans there, being one of them and there's very few others i you could probably look it up but i bet there's only like four or five others i saw this long shot this wide shot of two rhinos serengeti just them alone and a guy with a long lens on a three-day weekend, I guess. Okay. This this National Geographic guy trying to get it. This rhino comes up behind this other I rhino. I can't believe we haven't gotten a call from your manager. No, but yet. the cre- I think Amy, Amy's on vacation. <laughs> okay, good. But this rhino, as I remember, plops his rhino hooves up on her back. Okay, I get it. And then then it begins. Again, the hand motions. <laughs> okay. Can you put your hands to your sides? <laughs> He, it begins, and then, no kidding, this this lady rhino right. looks over at the camera like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, is this happening? Mm-hmm. It was just such a human look from her of just like, she knows the camera's there. She understands everything that's happening. It's crazy. I saw horses do it. Changed my perspective on horses. It's crazy. It's a crazy world out there. I'm not trying to be immature about this it is a crazy world how populations continue fascinating the circle of life is a fascinating thing and when you think about that initial decision of like this is how this is going to get done it's very intriguing crazy here we are how the first people even know they knew though rocco I, Final uh, word is yours. You you looked up your own things. We both tried to get to the bottom of it. I think we came out a touch more confused. Guess, uh, guess what I got. Unexpected bonus. Bonus ham. Today's the first day of spring. I have the scoop on free ice cream today. Do it. Oh, this Very is amazing. Saving the day. It's really nostalgic to go there. The ones that you walk up to, but they're not open today yet. Yeah, they're really like neighborhood hubs. For and then sure. you see your neighbors and your friends. Yeah, sometimes just... there's drug deals, but no. it's not that often. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, though. That's only on a That's just the real <laughs> life. Yeah, and, and it's story. Just, and I'll be like, kids, look. 
Look over there! <laughs> Is that a blizzard, Mom? <laughs> Bonus. How did free ice cream turn into that? I blame you. Maybe you brought up drugs. We have to go. Twice. She brought up drugs. That was Matt Belanger's voice uh, that you heard right there. All right, we're over time. Angie's going to get mad at us. Rocco, your clock is going off. When we come back, we'll call the cafeteria to find out what the soup of the day is. That's next. All right, from talking about uh, li- life and birth and eggs to the other end of the life cycle, um, it's Rocco here for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You know I talk about Crescent Tide every day because my mom once heard an ad I made for Crescent Tide here at my talk and said, you know what, Rocco, those are all the things that I've uh, sort of been hoping for when it's my time. I don't want a big, expensive, fancy funeral. I don't want people parading around looking at me. I want a simple cremation. I want you kids to go out to dinner, celebrate me, bring my brothers and sisters, bring your kids, do all that. And you know what? I'm even going to pay for it. So she went in, had a sit down with Lisa uh, over at uh, Crescent Tide here in St. Paul and decided to uh, pay that all out. So it's all buttoned up. Um, When they say it's simple, transparent and affordable, the transparent part means that when you do sit down with Lisa, whether it's a pre-plan or whether you're dealing with the death in the family, you have options and they're going to talk you through it. They're not going to trick you into anything. They're good people over there. Simple cremation started just $800 at Crescent Tide. Get your headphones on. It's time to start this portion of the show. Oh, this is such a great portion of the show, too. It's Don and Steve, the experience on My Talk 1071. Thanks for listening wherever you happen to listen. Elizabeth Reese has been in all day for Donna Valentine. Thank Hello. you, Elizabeth. And oh. then you'll do a television show later this afternoon. Yeah, I've been really happy to be here. I love hanging out with you guys. My hope is to be mid-nap. Not because I don't want to watch you, but I just want, just to rub it in, I just want to be napping when you're working. Is that so wrong? It's, that's so rude. I guess what I want. It's so rude. Maybe the snow starts coming down a little early. Actually, the snow's not supposed to start until about 7 o'clock. So for anybody going out to see the you at the Medina Entertainment Center yeah, for Twinsies Live in Your Town, should be good. Mm-hmm. Should make for a cozy little... Night. I think I want to do a movie with the uh, with the little children. The kiddos. That's what we're gonna do. We always yeah. do pizza and a movie on Friday nights. We're gonna order in the pizza. Yeah. And then, um, and then we have an episode of Mandalorian to yes, watch. Yes, we have one too because it came out on Wednesday and we haven't watched it yet. We also watched all of Wandavision. Did I tell you that? Oh no, we and really like that. My best friend said to me, "You're letting your kids watch the Wandavision. Vision. You know it gets kind of dark. It's, that's a judgmental thing to say, but you know, she yeah, said she it. Said Whatever. It. We've been friends for a long time. It's cool. 30 years of friendship. And I said, I do this because of Steve. Because Steve lets his kids watch anything. That's he doesn't true. care. He will put in it. Is it rated R? It's fine. <laughs> I said that what he she's saying is not true. care at all. And so I started letting my kids watch stuff. Because remember, I would say like, your little ones have watched Star Wars. Aren't they scared? And you were like, no, it's fine. And so then if you let your kids watch yeah. it, then I let mine watch it. Well, you know, Donna said, you're letting your kids watch The Mandalorian? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And she was like, it's so violent. And I said, you know, I guess it doesn't register the same way because it's pew, pew. And no violent. blood. It's blasters, never blood. Right. There's always just like sparks. Yeah. You know? And so I said, yeah, it feels different. But then... um, 
gosh, there was another show later on that she suggested, like, oh, are your kids watching that? And I was like, are you nuts? No, they're not <laughs> watching it. That thing would horrify them. When our kids watched Black Panther, there was blood in, like, a punching scene, oh. you know, because the Marvel ones are a little different. Sure. There can be yeah. some that aren't and then some that are. Mm-hmm. They're a little inconsistent with their violence levels, which makes it very tricky as a parent to yeah. figure out what to do. And frankly, I don't have time to pre-watch every single thing that we're going to watch with our children. One of the ones you can go to is... uh Common Sense Media, I think. Boy, that sounds like a thrill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not for leisure, but if you're like, wait, can we watch this? Then it will tell you, oh, there's a scene where a guy's head gets cut off or something like that. Okay, that's kind of nice because then... Frankie did get really like he did not like the blood. It was like a punch. It was something with a punch where the Black Panther, he got... You could see blood, and then Frankie like really lost it, my five-year-old. Okay. And I realized, oh, okay, there's the line, and now yeah. I've traumatized you. Yes, you did. <sighs> anyway. What else is happening today? Um, we're going to, oh, we might get an air fryer, ladies and gentlemen. That's not why you called, but we have been without an air fryer for about two months now since ours crapped out. And Lou and I, you ever become paralyzed, paralysis, uh, analysis by paralysis, yeah. paralysis by analysis, doesn't matter, guys. You know what I mean. This is like every time I online shop. I really struggle with it. We have, she has sent me air fryer links a few different times and I've looked and neither of us have been able, we don't know why. And Isn't last time we were like, we have to buy, it's, let's just buy it. It's we annoying. just have to buy one. So I think we might have an air fryer, which means we could be eating something crispy tonight in the new <laughs> air fryer, which I'm jazzed about. With that, let's find out about a soft option at our cafeteria. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no. Cafeteria's Brian. B Dog. What's up? It's Steve. And guess what? Elizabeth Reese from uh, Twin Cities Live is joining Hi, us today. Hi, Brian. Uh, Brian, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth. I already found out what today's soup of the day is. However, our listener does not know. Would you do the honors of telling them? How did you find out? I got my I got my people. You huh? got re- reconnaissance down here. Yeah, Ooh. I got some folks. Yeah, and you but you might not know they might be on your payroll. Uh-oh. Oh, all right. Dude, there's Holly a mole got some in soup. there. Holly got soup. Oh, oh okay. What is it? Uh, French onion. Oh, that's great. My dad a- says never eat French onion at a job interview. No, because oh, the messy. cheese yeah. is just dripping, you yeah. know. Let's talk about the uh, general nutrition fact. Job interview. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, nobody's doing that anymore. I don't no. know. Let's go to lunch, and I'll interview you while you eat salad. You what eat a terrible setup! I don't the know. The business lunch, the safe bet is the chicken sandwich. Mm. Always okay. That's the go-to. For all me. right, all right. Um, what's the entree today? I got. Um, well, we got a few. We got a Cajun chicken fettuccine. Oh, that sounds We good. have a wild rice hot dish. Mm. Chicken wild rice hot dish. Yum. And then I made some, you remember the flying saucer sandwiches, deli? You no. put them on a burger bun. No, we saw the flying, flying saucers. Oh, that's fun. Day. But like, what's in, the, what's in the filling? Oh, we got ham, turkey, all sorts of stuff. Oh, but it's just like on a bun. Yeah. Yeah. Flying saucer. Yeah, that's know? cute. Oh, I'm going to start calling that for my kids when I make them little sandwiches on a bun. So much for mailing it in on a Friday. This ain't yeah. your no, there's no such mother's thing down chef choice. This is the real deal. All right, Brian, we have to go run on the radio. Yeah, whatever. All right, see ya. Bye. <laughs> that's Brian Naughton from our cafeteria. You know, people come up to him now.
Yeah, I'm sure they do. We made a start of them. We're a star making show. And Elizabeth, I think it's I'm humbled to say, I think people might start recognizing you now. How exciting will that be? Because you got to fill in on the Don and Steve experience. Almost this is- 20 years in television and finally I'm starting to achieve something. Come up and say hello. That's going to be nice. Um, thank you very much for filling in. I love it's hanging out with you. Great having you here. It's great having you. Really fun. Always time with you makes my heart sing, as you know. That is so nice. Um, Donna Valentine's going to be back on Monday. Matt Belanger will be in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you think I have high energy. That dude's psychotic. And he goes hard at a 10 all three hours. So you'll get that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He also has Welsh corgis. Two of them. Finley and... Fuzzer. Something like that. Franklin. He'll talk about him. You'll get to know him. Uh, but he's great. He's going to be filling in for me. And then I'll come back with stories of our trip to Augusta National at the Mass. I'll be. I'll come back as a patron is what they call you there at Augusta National. Uh, he's Zamboni. He's going to stick around and he'll be on for the adventures of Bradley and Don. And then Lo J on after that. Thanks for hanging.